All right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be. Thank you for joining us. Another episode coming to you live of Catching Up with Jacob. And here he is. He's not too far, but he's also not too close. Jacob Prash. Here we are. Thank you so much for joining us here on Catching Up with Jacob. But the real catching up is going to be our pizza when we're caught up and we get out of this mess. The sooner, the better. Uh, welcome, Jacob. God bless you, brother. And David Lister, not too far from where you are, Jacob. Yep, down the hall. It's good to be here with you, Marco. Welcome, David. And Jay, not too far from my house. Dave, uh, Jay, down on the west side. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Great, Jay. Good to see you. And down under, David, how are you, Davey? Doing good, thanks. Doing good. All right. Much to celebrate down in Victoria. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, a couple of things to remind you guys. Well, first of all, welcome everyone who's watching live. Those who are watched later. Uh, so blessed to have you on. And uh, we love you and thank the Lord for you. And we're here with these men to talk about the, the subjects I have, what's going on in the world and catching up with Jacob as well. What's going on in the rest of the world from a biblical perspective. And uh, we're watching, you're probably watching on YouTube, on Facebook, on Vimeo, on Telegram. On Rumble, of course, Morial TV, Morial.tv, MorialTV.org, RTN. Did I mention Telegram? I might have done it. Uh, and we want to make sure that uh, those who are watching live can uh, uh, make sure you guys ask, ask the questions. You have to go to Rumble. So if you want to go ask the questions, you want to go to Rumble. And we'll be asking Jacob and David questions on backstage. So go to Rumble, ask those questions there. Of course, we will not be on YouTube and Facebook at that time. So you're going to have to jump over to the other platform. So a quick, a quick, very quick um, reference to some of the places Jacob's going to be. Uh, Jacob, you got a UK conference coming up in November. Where else are you going to be very quickly? Fortunately, the UK conference is completely sold out. We did manage with Beryl's negotiation to get some extra rooms when we sold out, but now those are gone. So Man. essentially we're filled out and for people of Britain and Wales. Um, there are still people contacting us. The most Beryl can do is put you on a waiting list. It's just completely filled out. Uh, on the My apologies, first of all, to those who are at Fellowship Bible Chapel in Ohio. I've had some medical problems with my legs. I've had to keep my feet elevated and take some medications with undesirable side effects. And hence, we had to uh, cancel or postpone that visit to Fellowship Bible Chapel. But we are very sorry. It's, of course, the third year anniversary since Pastor Steve Mitchell went to be with the Lord. However, the work of Moriel in India that he helped establish, the orphanage is absolutely thriving. So although he's with the Lord, his legacy lives on. Um, on the 14th and 15th of October, the 14th, I'll be at the Church of the Open Door, our affiliate in New York. And the 15th, I will be in Baltimore. In New York, it'll be at 7 p.m. Details on the internet, 3rd Avenue and 7th Street in the East Village. And uh, in Baltimore on the 15th, that'll be from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. The 2nd of November, I'll be in Newton Abbey near Belfast with Pastor Stephen Tremble, 7 p.m. On the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I'll be in Belfast at um, on Orangefield Crescent at Agape Christian Fellowship with Pastor Marty Forster. Details on the internet, and we'll be posting uh, Republic of Ireland, Roscommon, a meeting in Boyle in County Roscommon, Monday the 6th. Um, that's about it for me. All these details will be on the Moriel website on the itinerary page. Um, once again, our apologies to the brethren in Ohio 
just certain things have happened and beyond our control, really, some of it. So our apologies. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you so much. And uh, what a what a problem to have, but it's a good problem to have at the UK conference, uh, not, not desiring that you would have no room, but it's a good problem that people want to come. People, you open yeah. up more rooms, and and I guarantee if you open up more rooms, they'll probably be sold out pretty quickly. So yes. that's, that's the, the nature way, of it. So, yeah. So uh, just everybody to know, hey, if uh, if there's any if there's any room, get a hold of Barrel. But it's 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 just a waiting list at this moment. So, uh, but we we do thank you for the support, and we do thank those who are coming. Uh, at the same time. David Lister, Davey, and I will be in Australia visiting the Brethren and uh, going through not only Australia, but New Zealand coming up in November and uh, more details to come. But that's coming up very, very, very fast. Uh, what is the email that they can contact us, uh, Davey? Yep, um, just email ccodnzaus at gmail.com. Yeah, ccod email and um, we'll get a hold of that and um, we'll get an answer for you. So we appreciate you and uh, looking forward to seeing the believers in Australia and New Zealand. It's been so wonderful to know them for so long and get a chance to meet them now. So that that's going to be wonderful. David Lister and I and visiting some churches there and uh, more information to come. Uh, I want to speed this up. So I want to make sure that you know that there's podcasts, but we won't go through the schedule on the podcast. We've got time constraint today. So I want to make sure we get into it. All right, gentlemen, let's catch up. Jacob, we won't be talking about Senator Feinstein going to getting her eternal reward. Uh, although you may comment on it, she won't be able to stay in office anymore. She is gone. She is gone to that place. And so now the Democrats have to replace her. We won't be talking about, of course, the flooding in New York. They call him Flood Coppolis. Uh, You're going to be there pretty soon. So maybe you can let us know what's going on there. And Kathy Hochul, with her big problems there, calling for a state of emergency. And we won't be talking about the, I don't know how to put it, Generation Z, liberal Generation Z kids going to McCarthy's office and demanding climate action and that the government won't be shut down because they, they need uh, uh, abortions, they need climate actions. The world is going to end in less than 10 years. This is what they've been told. There's no polar bears anymore or the polar bears are drowning. Well, this is all happening at the same time. Any comments on that, J- uh, Jacob? Then we'll go to David real quick on the stuff that we just don't have the time to talk about, but I think they're worthy to mention. The testimony of the bad educational system, which is not teaching science. Polar bears are very good swimmers. They don't drown. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to make fun of people. I mean, my kids are Generation Z, but they know that. that We have a school system that indoctrinates young people instead of teaching them how to think. But a doctor ain't them want to think this is the result of it. You know, they're saying things that are scientifically devoid of any credibility. Um, why, why with the and again, I don't advocate any kind of extramarital or premarital sex, but why with the availability of birth control of today would you use abortion as a form of birth control? It's an invasive procedure. I mean, it's it, it, just bad science, bad health science, but they've been indoctrinated. They don't yeah. know how to think. They, 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 they all want the to believe that's what they believe. Nine years. The world's got less than nine years or something like that. Unbelievable. Just no. bad science. Yeah. And, uh, and, and of course, then, uh, Feinstein um, going to go um, with uh, all the other famous Democrats are going. Yeah, well, she was an enemy of the Second Amendment. She was a rather despicable pro-abortion activist, of course. But Radical. I'll never... I will never forget her malperformance during the Kavanaugh 
um, confirmation hearings. Um, she, her position was just so unfair and unbalanced. I'm referring to a woman as a victim when nothing had actually been proven. That's um, right. She, she was she was an unprincipled political hack, and I again I don't like to see anybody die without Christ, and I don't like to see a Jew die without their own Messiah. But as far as we know, she did. Um, I I did not have a high regard for that woman politically or otherwise. But yeah. Newsom is going to replace her with somebody who's going to be a black woman. Notice, just like Biden, just like Atanji Brown, just mm. like Harris, you don't appoint somebody on the basis of experience yeah. or ability. You appoint them on the basis of race and gender. The very things that they claim to be against, they are themselves sexist and racist. The very things they claim to be against, they are themselves. Mm. What, to appoint somebody on the basis of gender or skin color is just just as despicable as not appointing somebody because of their race or skin color. Those things should not be considerations. It should be qualification. It should be experience. It should be personal integrity. But if anybody is going to be appointed by Newsom, you can be sure they're not going to have any of those virtues. <laughs> no integrity. Considering uh, they, that uh, Newsom's uh, definition of woman could mean a transsexual man, uh, you know, you can't really trust that it's going to be a woman that he's going to appoint. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, You know, he can appoint himself lawfully. So, Mm. you know, he wants to step up. So if he steps out of the governor's chair, then that would alleviate all of the bad things happening there from his, uh, uh, around his neck, so to speak. Yeah. His political dilemma is they have the primaries for the Senate coming up in California and yeah. it will give an automatic automatic advantage as an incumbent if he appoints somebody who's running. Mm. If he appoints somebody who's going to be a candidate in the primaries, it's going to give them an electoral advantage as the incumbent. So that's his dilemma politically, but that's his problem. That is yeah. his problem. 11% of all senators are actually have been appointed and and 95% of them win when they, they uh, run for election. So you can see it's a very powerful leg up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's get started on some of the other things that uh, need to be addressed. And that's one of them. The first one is up north from here uh, to our neighbors to the north, Canadian government. Jacob, not Seagate. There's no other words of putting it. They invited, Parliament invited uh, a 90-year-old Nazi Waffen SS soldier, his name is Yaroslav Hunka, and uh, the Speaker of the House of Commons asked uh, to the to then to be given a standing ovation. Which, of course, this was because uh, uh, Voldemort Zelensky was there and uh, Trudeau was there, and they gave him a standing ovation to a known Nazi. He shot Jews in mass graves, well known. Now, thank God that somebody spoke up about it. We'll talk about him in a moment. Uh, but now the pressure, the Speaker of the House resigns. Trudeau is calling it Russia misinformation. I wonder if he considered this Russia misinformation. Uh, but there's a lot of problems to the north of Can- uh, to the north of us in Canada. Jacob Prash. First of all, he should have resigned, but he's also a fall guy. Um, they're just shouldering onto him the full responsibility for what happened. Yeah, he falls on the sword. It's, it's Trudeau and his party are, are responsible. It's not just the speaker, although I, I agree he should have resigned. 
What's really disturbing is the person who exposed it, a British journalist, was arrested Gestapo style for exposing it. Unbelievable. This is what you saw in California when somebody made a film exposing illegal abortions and the trafficking in human body parts. He exposed the crime and he was arrested for doing it and prosecuted by Harris when she was state attorney general. This is a war against free speech. It's a war against the First Amendment in America, but you see it happening in Britain and you see it happening in Canada. A war against free speech. They're criminalizing free speech. Even if you expose a crime or an moral outrage, they'll arrest you for it because you've said something we don't like. What's the difference between Ping and Biden and 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 and, and China and 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 Well, there's no difference. Yeah. And and this is a Tory government in Britain that did it. This is a conservative government that did it. What good is a conservative government if it's not conservative? Just imagine if labor was in there. And they would they would just speed up the whole thing to destruction. But uh, back to the Canadian thing, uh, Jacob, you, I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, Zelensky's a Jew, a standing ovation to a well-known soldier. It's not like he's one of the last. He's one of the last ones. So he's there, standing ovation. Nobody bats an eye. Shot Jews in mass graves. This is, I mean... People have to be outraged, and they did it on Yom Kippur. They did it on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Well, does anybody think that people like Schumer or Feinstein or Blumenthal <laughs> or any of these Jews in the Democratic Party care about the Jewish people or about Israel? No, not one bit. Not one bit. They, how, would they, they, party with, how would you be in a party with Olmert or 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 Tliab or, or these open Jew haters if, 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 if you cared about those Jewish people? They don't. Yeah. Zelensky's a Jew the way Schumer's a Jew. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Uh, David Lister. Soros is a Jew. There you no, go. No, no, he's Jewish, but he's not a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> David Lister, thoughts on that uh, Nazi gate? Well, um, I think that this man uh, is now going to be, well, Poland is asked for him to be extradited, extradited based yeah. justice. Yeah. That's the only good thing I see that can come out of it. But now that um, uh, Poland is not giving Ukraine any more weapons, nope. they may not. He may not see a day of justice. The only thing for us is that he will see justice when he leaves this earth. Mm, very true. Now Trudeau's got issues. Got G twenty issues that happened a month ago. Indian issues, obviously, he's been hiding terrorists in Canada uh, yep. that he was very upset about. Issues at the UN when he spoke there recently, the March for Children that's uh, uh, promoted by uh, Muslims there. Uh, obviously, there are some Christian groups involved in it, too. Uh, calls for his resignations are growing louder and louder. Uh, Jacob Press, you see him stepping down? If he's forced to, but only if he is forced to. Okay. Um, the Canadian people have a problem. They have the same problem you have in Britain and to a large degree in the United States. The the political right or the conservatives are not conservative. That's like what just happened in Georgia this week. Instead of wanting to re- the member of the state Senate who wanted to bring an impeachment charge against Willis, the judge going after Trump with a political motive, the Senate Republican caucus in Georgia voted to suspend him, a Republican senator, because he wanted to impeach this politicized judge, this political, Willis. Um, 
they would, and the, that's what he's. That's the Republican Party. Well, Britain, the Conservative Party is the same. It's a joke. And in Canada, there's no political opposition. Yeah, the right is not right. It, yeah, they're the, the equivalent of rhinos. <laughs> I mean, they, Canadian they, rhinos. You got British rhinos. You got American. They're all the same. Yeah, Polier talks a big game, but I don't know, man. I, I think um, I don't think there's anything that they can do up there. Uh, now let's go back to the journalist uh, in the UK. His name is Warren Fortune. Uh, he dug all this stuff up. I mean, I applaud him for doing what a journalist yes. ought to do. Can you imagine that? A journalist doing what they're supposed to be doing? This is uh, what a world. Uh, he's independent, of course. He doesn't work for the BBC. He couldn't work there. And uh, he looked up, found it, found, went to the archives, found that he shot Jews in, the, in mass graves, which is incredibly uh, insulting to any Jew to actually have a standing ovation by a political, by presidents by prime ministers and presidents of, of a country, after exposing his, he was on a Skype call, the British police bust in, he's released on charges. But this is the charge, Jacob, not misinformation, malinformation. Can you explain the difference? Yeah, malinformation is something where there is no criminal culpability. You've just said something we don't like, so we're going to criminalize it for a political motive. And again, an attack on democracy, an attack on free speech. It's what you've got. Uh, journalists, uh, mainstream media journalists can lie, can can slander, can engage in open defamation, can engage in political propaganda, editorialize the news along the lines of bias. But if somebody does actual journalism, investigative journalism and researches and exposes something, they have to be criminally prosecuted. This is what's happening. It's again, decline of democracy. Intimidation, Jacob, or are they really going after them? No, it's, well, it, it, they're trying to set a precedent to scare other journalists from not speaking out, certainly. Same thing here. In the States, you can't really speak out against anything. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there is a, a, a uh, independent journalist, uh, Owen Schroeder, who's going to face 60 days in jail because he just happened to be at the Capitol or in, in D.C. On, on January 6th. Yes. So he's happening to be there speaking about it on his own podcast. That well, he didn't. What happened in Ottawa, Canada, with the truck protest, yeah. is the exact equivalent of what happened January 6th, a politically right. motivated prosecution of people who are really not breaking the law, at least certainly nothing felonious. The That's only right. one who did something that should be indicted for was that cop who shot that unarmed woman veteran. That's right. Jacob, what does this mean, the the, the obvious overreach of the government weaponizing the, the, the different alphabet agencies and going after citizens, going after journalists. What does it mean for Christians in these countries? I mean, we've talked about it before, uh, but let's encapsulate it and really break it, you know, put it in, in, in real short terms, exactly what that, what does this mean? What are we seeing? Not only the evaporation of democracy for speech, free, uh, free speech, but what does it mean for Christians? Well, we've already seen what it means for Christians. I'm no advocate of Roman Catholicism, theologically or otherwise. But we know what the Justice Department in America under Garland has done, calling conservative Catholics, traditional Catholics, basically a terrorist threat. We've seen Christian parents being investigated by the FBI or put put on an FBI watch list for speaking out at school board meetings about the indoctrination of children and the use of pornographic materials in in taxpayer-funded education, and the FBI going after them. Um, We know what it means for Christians. Satan is the god of this world. His ultimate target is not the political left. 
they are just interim. His ultimate target is to stop the preaching of the gospel and to Amen. stop the word of God from being proclaimed. That Very is his true. ultimate aim, and that's what will happen. No, you're absolutely 100% right. And uh, Well, he tried to do it. Yeah, yeah, you're 100 percent right, Jacob. That, that that is ultimately at the heart at the heart yeah. of going after free speech. Uh, Jay, you've seen this in the states with uh, gospel preachers on the streets and and uh, preachers that go and preachers of righteousness that preach the gospel. And what do they get when they speak out against sins of the nation, the sins of society? They get legal troubles. They get uh, fines. They get um, they go to prison. Um, the, uh, there's a, a perfect example of a legal immigrant came over. I, I think we saw the story where he, I think it was Danish, and he uh, came over to preach the gospel, was arrested. Uh, he was accused by ICE of all these crimes, spent 400 days in prison. So Unbelievable. That, that's, that's your reward, and that's the reward. Um, that's the re hey, that's the reward we were, we were told we were going to get. Well, Jesus told us that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But that is exactly what governments and and you've seen it more the last, I would say the last hundred years, the last fifty years, the last twenty years, the last ten years, the last five years. It's just increasing, 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 uh, into a point where uh now I mean we're looking at the you know, if Trudeau steps down, that would be a a great thing for Canadians, in my opinion. But uh also when another leader steps down is a great news for Australian too. Uh, we don't need Davy for this one. Uh, Davy, I don't see a party hat. I don't see some confetti, but you have to have it. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. I do have a party hat either. <laughs> I knew he did. The departure. That's going to get it out Yeah, the departure of. Oh, look at this. The departure of COVID tyrant Dan, right? Dan Andrews in Victoria has officially resigned after nine tribulational years you would call it yep. longest tenure i didn't know this the longest tenure tenure of any premier in history uh for victoria uh now he's going to be replaced by a left um jacinta allen you can tell us a little bit about her if you if you if you if you know from labor party but for now uh don't want to rain on their parade he steps down tells a little bit more corruption charges uh china connection all kinds of things isn't there yeah, there's so much coming against him. But the thing is, look, he's totally bankrupt us as a state too. So there's oh. no money left. Um, his Commonwealth Games fiasco has just been a nightmare. His uh, railway um, linking um, Melbourne Central to the airport. Um, wow. All the, all the projects he's got, <laughs> none of them are finished. Uh, they've all cost way, way, way much more than what they were supposed to. Uh, just the misappropriation of funds has just been phenomenal. The thing with me is he should have gone years ago as soon as he did that secret deal with China. He's yeah. the most best person we've ever had. Mm. We're all kind of, I don't know anyone who's sad to see him go except for the media, and it was really hard to stomach <laughs> their comments. But, uh, um, yeah, at the moment we're just kind of happy. I do think his power base will be broken a little bit, even though... Uh, you know, Jacinda, she's very left-leaning and all the rest mm -hmm. of it. She's not going to have the power base that uh, uh, Andrews had, at least not yet. So we may get a little bit of a reprieve, hopefully. Wow. Yeah, what Andrews did with the uh, COVID protesters in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah I was going to mention that. The Australian equivalent of January 6th and mm -hmm. of 
what happened in Ottawa with the trucks. Yep. You have the Australian version in Melbourne. You, you have what happened in Ottawa, and you have what happened in Washington. But it's all the same. It's all the same agenda. Yep. Yeah, these guys are definitely connected. Connected to the WEF. Go ahead, Davey. Oh, yeah, what he's done to parents here too, basically, is shocking. You know, like the parents have no rights over their kids now. It's all, you know, um, the way he treat he mistreated women um, wow. at that uh, when they were speaking out against the indoctrination um, in mm-hmm. kinders with the drag queens and all the rest of it. Yes, he's pro LGBTQ plus. He's pro trans. Um, he is yeah. Is a bad smell that we can't wait to be totally rid of. We just hope he doesn't resurface. Yeah, I mean, he's very anti-Christian. He's made a, you know, very much comments against believers, against Christians. The lockdown measures were incredible. I remember, remember what he did to that tennis player, uh, uh, Novak Djokovic. Wouldn't let yeah. him in. You know, he, I mean, to to play in the in the in the, in the Melbourne tournament, Australian Open. I think it's in Melbourne, isn't it? Um, yeah, held him Yes. Yeah. So uh, this atrocious, atrocious policies, very left leaning. But I guess question for either Jacob or David. You know, even even Jake can say things like, "Why did they? Um, why did they always pick left leaning? I mean, not just left leaning, but extreme left leaning. Is that? Um, it's it's our Victoria pretty left leaning." Yes, very much so, and and especially Melbourne. Melbourne, unfortunately, the Greens are gaining momentum there, which is probably worse. But but this is how Dan Andrews got into power too. The deals he broke, you know, with with people like the Greens and and that. Um, It it was the only way he regained his, kept his power the last time. Wow. Um, (laughs) The hand of God continued to be against him. Obviously, as a Christian, I hope he would get saved. But if he doesn't, I wish him nothing but bad. He's an evil man. He is. He is a very evil man. He's very open about his evil, especially against Christians who criticized him. There's a group of Christians that criticized him, and he went really hard against them, basically making an LGBT thing that people were hateful against LGBT and drag queens and all that stuff. So, uh, I, I guess a thousand cans of beers. I don't promote drinking, but thousand cans of beers were donated to celebrate. I guess because it's, it's it's this infamous quote about you know drinking beers at the pubs and all that stuff. Plus, he's got a little history of being a little tipsy, right, Davey? Yes, yeah, yeah, he got uh, done for <laughs> drunk driving uh, a while ago. Although, yeah, this this this, is, this shows you what kind of a man man he is. This is who does he, who do you blame? This is one thing I learned off D- Dan Andrews. If you get caught drunk driving, it's your wife's fault. Blame the wife. <laughs> what a guy! Yep, what a guy! Blame your wife. Blame Christians. Blame your wife. Blame everybody. Uh, but just cuddle up to China like Trudeau, right? Cuddle up to China. Don't criticize China. Uh, get the deals done. Uh, I guess another guy that's been doing the same thing, and obviously from Dan to another uh, another dictator, as it were, uh, Zelensky, uh, cooking up uh, some things with Marina Abramovich. What's going on there, Jay? So it, it's she has been placed as the Ukrainian ambassador to rebuild all the schools in Ukraine. You okay. could not have picked the worst person to do this. David and I were kind of joking, uh, you know, for most, for the most part, history shows us that people like Marina, they have gingerbread houses and kids come and eat the house and then she cooks them. But uh, that, that, that's, oh, a, that's, a, that's a separate issue. Yeah. The interesting thing is that 
other ministries have picked up on Marina Abramovic and have done exposés. And YouTube just recently decided to take them down. Oh. So they're starting to feel that sting of the social media giant doesn't like it when you talk about people that they want to the push forward. So ambassador you, to the Ukraine though? I mean I mean really? Ambassador. I don't know how I don't know how performance art and being a you know witch uh, a Crowleyan Satanist witch makes you necessarily equipped to be a children's uh, ambassador to rebuild schools. But I guess if you're going to make a bunch of McMartin schools, you know, uh, you know, with, with <laughs> underground tunnels, uh, oh, that, that, that does qualify her at that point. I mean, they should have just drug up Blavowski and just made her, you know, the <laughs> chief of education Blavowski. or something like that. Blavowski. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Jacob, your thoughts? I mean, uh, uh, this is this is not uh, you know hyperbole. She is a witch, spirit cooking, yeah, all that stuff. Witch, but also, is indicative of the very connected to the Clintons. Making Zelensky to be a Churchillian figure when he's nothing more than a lesser of two evils. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it, it's um, she, she calls it basically spirit cooking, which is basically some kind of ritual. But uh, we had a picture of her. Uh, next to uh, Jacob's Rothschild, and uh, you know she's right in front of a picture of uh, a very famous picture by Thomas Lawrence, Satan summoning his legions from uh, from the late 1700s. Uh, indicative. Of, <laughs> that I mean, what kind? I mean, pick another pick painting, pick any painting except that one. I mean, do you have to pick them? What's that? That sends, that sends a signal. They pick yes. that picture deliberately. Oh, absolutely. Well, now, well, well, the word says that at some point it's going to be revealed and the whole earth will see this, you know, Satan and go, this is the man that caused all this trouble. Yeah. And you look at his followers like Rockefeller, like Abramovic, and you, you start to you get that sense. This These are the people that are causing all the issues in the world. These are the people that are sacrificing children. Alle allegedly. Right, total demonic. I mean, now they made a deal with. So let, let's tie this in together because it's people could say, "Well, that's just a spiritual world. What is it? You know, who cares? That's them. That's the same as." But they made a deal with BlackRock, both Zelensky and Abramovich, to help rebuild Ukraine. Obviously, Abramovich has a a role to play here. Now, where's this money coming from? The BlackRock money. I mean, of course, I mean, Larry Fink doesn't have it in his pocket. It's not coming out of Obama's pocket. It's not coming out of Biden's uh, side pocket either. This is, of course, all the money that has been funneled through, right? Uh, in order to rebuild Ukraine, it's going right back to Ukraine. It's like a recycling center. And of course, of all people, they pick Penny Pritzker, uh, the special representative to handle the rebuild, the economic rebuilding of Ukraine. So Pritzker, Bramovich, uh, BlackRock Larry Fink, which is uh, well known for his left-leaning and uh, especially anti-Christian campaigns. Zelensky, uh, Nazism. I mean, it's 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 really a, a, a house of cards that, that it was been built by Satan. Uh, but let's talk about that connection. Who is Penny Pritzker? She She's from the Pritzker family. Yeah. Her brother's the governor. What does that tell you? Look at the governor of Illinois. What yes. is he? Pro-crime. <laughs> anti-American, anti-Judeo-Christian, what is Pritzker? 
Penny Pritzker is a sister of Governor Pritzker, who is, I, I think, what do they do? The, not the Hilton. It's not the Hilton. It's a Hyatt, or which one is Hyatt. a... The okay, yeah. So all their money came because of the Hyatt and, you know, their heirs of the the, the, the Pritzker heir and all that stuff. But they're also involved in some nefarious, uh, interesting things, right, Jay? Yes, they are the number one family and financier of transgendering children. That is one what, of, that is yeah. the, that is their passion in life. Hmm. I think one, one of them is transgender, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, one of the brothers, actually, um, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> it's known Jennifer now. I'm not going to show a picture. Let's just put it this way. Uh, if you think of me in a wig, that's probably how, no. how, how he looks like now. Uh, just not a good transition. Put so, it that way. Not a good transition. So if you put the pieces together, yes, one, let's one, put it one person is going to transition to the children in Ukraine. The second one will indoctrinate them into the occult, and the third will make them, you know, militarized. Wow. So that's a scary army right there. It, uh, billions. I mean, this is billions of dollars going in there. And she's been a big uh, penny, a uh, big-time promoter of uh, S, I think it's called uh, d- uh, sexual Synthetic Sexual Identity, SSI. Synthetic sexual identity. You can basically kind of think about that. Synthetic sexual identity. You can be whatever you want. You can. It's it's all synthetic. You could be this. You could be that. You can transition. You know, almost sounds like a plastic thing, but it is. It's kind of like the same idea. And uh, big donors for the Obamas. Big donors for the Bidens. Big donors. I mean, she was in Obama's uh, uh, U.S. Commerce nominee for finance. And um, she had a lot of problems with banks. She had a lot of problems with offshore accounts. There's just some big problems there with Penny. And yet, um, I would imagine some of this money is going to end up in, in some coffers of Democratic parties uh, pretty soon down the line, uh, which is this is Biden's pick, of course, U.S. Uh, representative for economic recovery of Ukraine. So there you have it. Jay, you put it well together. So, uh, Jacob, the impeachment hearings, inquiries. Uh, kicks off today. No media coverage whatsoever. Only independent journalists who might end up in jail by doing this. Uh, they kicked off today. Uh, no MSNBC, no CNN, none of the big three networks. All They all backed out of it. Uh, by the way, this is the only the, all, the fourth impeachment inquiry ever in U.S. history. You would think they would want to be there. Well, what do you expect from mainstream media? Mainstream media <laughs> probably exists in terms of News. It's only there for purposes of politically biased presentation of the news along the line of their own prejudices and and persuasions. They're not valid journalists in any sense of the word. They they editorialize the news. They do not report it. We all know that that's the case, and it's also true of mainstream social media. Um, the only bright star and, and Fox is gone. Fox has shot oh, itself. Yeah. Fox has, Fox has lost whatever integrity it had. It, it, it's gone. Um, maybe a few decent pe- people still associated with it. And thank God that Lachlan, instead of Murdoch's other son, got, got control, got Murdoch's oh, job. Yeah. <laughs> but that would have made it even worse. But when you've got people like Ryan, Rhino on your board, um, forget Fox. So it's all gone. Um, they're trying to sue Newsmax out of existence, of course. They're going after One America if they can. They'll do anything they can to silence all opposition. The only bright spot, again, is that their ratings and viewership consistently decline. They're losing money. They're losing revenue. That is the only good thing 
there's still enough sensible people to know that they're being lied to, and so they're going elsewhere for their news. That is the only bright spot. But in the long term, we know that they'll try to silence that as well as they have in China. They'll shut down the um, uh, independent service as they have in China eventually if they can do that. They'll mm. try to do that. Yeah, a very different it's stark contrast to what they did to Trump in 2019 with every 20. I mean, it was I hated watching anything to do with TV, period. But during that time, I, I hated it even more because that's all you heard. That's all you saw. That's all you care. That's all they cared about was the coverage of the, of the impeachment hearings for Trump. So, those, yeah, well, if those who read the New York slimes uh, or those who read the Washington Compost, um, you know, people like that. They have not only they have no discernment, they they, they, they must have a subhuman level of intelligence. Um, even people who of a left-wing persuasion ideologically can see the bias, can see the bias. Um, but it doesn't matter to them. It just shows that most people are going to believe what they want to believe instead of what the facts dictate. That's just the way it is. And I believe that's part of a delusion, a spiritual delusion. No, you're absolutely right. Now, one one senator uh, actually is issuing an ultimatum to the Trump, uh, to the uh, Biden administration. And of course, the government shutdowns coming up. Uh, withdraw Ukraine's billions or face government shutdown. This is Rand Paul. Do yeah. you, you think there's any leverage there, Jake? I mean, no, no government shut. I think it's one more day. I think they shut it down after today or something like that. I forget how many days we had left. But uh, yeah. obviously, uh, you know, the less government, the better. I don't think we're going to miss the government shutdown or anything like that. They continue to fund all the other stuff, and they want you know money to Ukraine to go regardless of the shutdown or not. But any any leverage there? Minimum. Let's look at this. Let's look at the Republican caucus. Okay, like Senator Cruz, Senator Rand Paul is a conservative. Actually, he's a conservative slash libertarian. Yes. He's one of the few decent people in the Senate. One of the few of either party. Just last week. 29, 29 Republican senators voted to approve the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who was outspokenly woke, who has made statements that I would interpret as racist, as would many people, but he's outspokenly woke, and 29 worthless garbage U.S. senators, all Republican, voted for him. Now, Ram Paul is one who didn't, Ted Cruz is one who didn't. Only 11 Republican senators didn't. There is not a strong enough conservative contingent within the Republican Party at present to give him much mileage or leverage in what he's what he's trying to do. I do think that they will probably make a deal on the budget because that's what they always do. They're afraid it's too politically costly not to. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, I think is it true that he dressed up? uh, He was trying to fight the, the new dress code. The new dress code that the the the, the, the Senate uh, Schumer yeah Schumer had a new dress code for Fetterman yeah uh, I mean could you dress any more than this I mean this is unbelievable he never wears a suit or a tie or anything like that <laughs> I mean, part of his image trying to look hip or something trying to look hip now significant I thought this was interesting uh, Ted Cruz obviously you mentioned Ted Cruz uh, Jacob and uh, he's one of the conservative ones. Uh, he has a podcast. Obviously, he uh, talks about a lot of things conservative in that. And, and I think it's called Cruz's Verdict. Uh, he says the odds are very significant that Michelle Obama will replace Biden. 
I'm not sure if Cruz uh, listens to catching up or anything like that, but we mentioned that a few weeks ago. Uh, does he have a point? Does he? I mean, I think it is a possibility. It is a possibility. Fascinating. Now, right at this moment, I would say the odds are they will get rid of Biden. The odds are they will get sound rid of like Biden. it. It's starting to sound like it. You know, you know he, the fact that he's a, a somehow corruptocrat doesn't bother them. The fact that he might hurt the party that does bother them because they only care about power <laughs> and money. Um, I would say Newsom at this point has the advantage. Mm. If Michelle Obama becomes a player, that could be a game changer within the Democratic Party. Others feel Elizabeth Warren is is, is still somebody who could take the Sanders left and unite it with the Democratic Party establishment, which is represented by the superdelegates. I don't think Hillary Clinton is going to emerge as anything. Um, I think, once again, um, Dick Morris is wrong. Dick Morris has been wrong so often, and Newt Gingrich has been wrong so often. I don't think those people have any credibility anymore. We shouldn't listen to them as punters. What Ted Cruz says, however, I still think deserves consideration. It is interesting, isn't it, that uh, that obviously Obama, we talked about the Obama's connection there. Uh, Why would they want to run Michelle Obama? I mean, I I agree with it, and and we've talked about it here. But what do you think they want to run? Because it would be seen as re-electing Barack Obama. Right. And they're they're too stupid to realize, in fact, that he was a disastrous president. He left office with absolutely no legacy whatsoever. None. Obamacare was an abortion. Um, Black families, black income after two terms of Obama decreased by $900. He He failed his own people racially, having run as a black candidate. I mean, none of that matters. These people don't think with their minds. They think with their emotions and they think with their prejudices because they're stupid people. They vote, they'll vote for their own death. Do they see her as a savior, Jacob, coming in and, and, and you know, if that's what they're told to believe. You know, if that's what Al Sharpton tells them, if that's what Whoopi Goldberg tells them, that's what they'll believe. These are not people capable of thinking with a rational mind. Prisoners mm. of their own racism. They're prisoners of their own stupidity. And that includes not just minorities. I'm talking about white liberals. Which is overwhelmingly, especially women. People people like Obama and then the Katanji Brown, these think themselves as being black empowerment. They're nothing but stooges for white liberals. That's all they are. That's all they're ever going to be, or stooges for white liberals. That's all. Hmm. They're not going to change the plight of the black man economically or socioeconomically. Obama didn't change it. He made it worse. And his wife will make it worse if she ever gets elected, God forbid. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the choices? Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Michelle Obama, Kathy Nisa. Uh, I mean, what is it? Pilot, Caiaphas. That, yeah, that that's that's you got, and, and it's not even good on the other side either. I'm not saying the Republicans are the savior or anything like that. They're just as uh, bad. They're just not, not as overt. That's correct. Yeah, but Christians still think that that's that that's the party that they need you to know, back. How how after the way they all voted for C.Q. Brown to be chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, how could anybody think of the Republican Party as a viable alternative to the Democrats? They're not. 
Trump was a one-off non-politician. And I don't think that he's the best candidate this time. Um, he messed up too bad, along with Mitch McConnell, in the midterm elections. He's responsible more than anybody else. Donald Trump has to take responsibility for what happened in Georgia and with, with Colin Warnock getting reelected and what happened with Fetterman getting elected in, in Pennsylvania. Donald Trump is more responsible than anyone else for those disasters. And to that, I would add what happened in New Hampshire. And these are things that quick, uh, quickly people forget, but that, that just happened last year. So it, it's really not that long ago, just a, the, the short-term memory of a lot of Americans that comes to show well, that. You know, they said it's going to be a red wave. Where was the red wave? The Democrats gained in the Senate. It was <laughs> well, a narrow, narrow retaking of the House. And yeah. it was the fault of Donald Trump, the RNC, and Mitch McConnell. Oh, McConnell, McConnell. Yeah. Now, let's talk about one of the, 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 the atrocities that's going on. In If you had 10,000 people coming over, uh, let's say Russia was coming over the border in Ukraine, it would be an outrage, an invasion. You have more than that coming through southern border, northern border. These are not people coming in to work. That would be one thing. These are people coming in not only demanding to be, uh, uh, you know, welfare and being um, and being taken care of, but some of them, in a lot of cases, military-aged men coming in from China, Africa, Haiti. Uh, it it just looks very, very much different than it used to be, Jacob, and it's it's just completely done. It it in my undoubtedly, opinion, undoubtedly, in my opinion, Chinese Communist Party infiltrators among them, some. Undoubtedly, there are militant Muslims among them after September 11. But we know that Mayorkas and Biden and Obama don't care about America. They're enemies of America, in effect. Um, we know that they're not going to do anything. Um, the increased budget that Biden is asking for, for border security, will not be to secure the border. It'll be to expand the processing of people who enter the country illegally. <laughs> That's right. You're right. You're 100% right. That's what the U.S. Border Patrol said. We, we can't we can't secure it. We have to process this. But we're under orders to process this. Yes. See, I, I believe there's grounds for prosecution for treason um, because of the fentanyl, because of the national security risk that Biden and Mayorkas should be prosecuted for treason. I believe there are grounds to impeach Biden for treason, mm. to criminally prosecute Mayorkas. Now, one thing that's fascinating, and, and you know, we get Jay and Davey involved in this, is it's one guy that goes down there and gets more publicity, gets more attention to what happened in the southern, what happens in the southern border uh, than even a politician. He's not a politician. It's Elon Musk, and it seems to be coming up. And we we talked about him on Starlink. We talked about him with the. Uh, uh, Neuralink, we talked about him with Tesla, we talked about him with AI. Now he's at the border live streaming and he says, we need to build a wall. And he's interviewing mayors and sheriffs and it says, Eagle Pass is overwhelmed and they got the train tracks and and Jacob, you know a little bit about trains and how to operate them and stuff like that. But this has been hijacked. These train uh, rails have been hijacked by uh, military aged men coming into the United States. And this is where they go into Uvalde. They go from Eagle Pass to other Medina County. Uh, you've been down there, uh, Laredo and uh, Texas and stuff like that down a little bit further south. But this is an invasion, they're calling it. 
and he says build the wall and people and he gets millions of people to live to, to watch his live stream he, he's more popular than obviously it wouldn't be that big of a you know congress is not that popular so it's not a big rating but does he i mean why does he have so much leverage with the american people one thing he has his hand in social media with this company called x this re- rebranded company called x secondly americans like success Americans have a cultural predisposition to show a de- deference to people who who are successful. Um, that was a factor in why Trump got elected. Um, Americans like success. That is another factor. But thirdly, although I know he's not a conservative, and I disagree with him on several things, including I think he lets, lets himself be played as a stooge by China. Yeah, um, he does. I think he does. Um, he's not looking at his long-term interest, in my opinion. I, uh, I, I agree with him on a lot of things, as we all do. Certainly free speech, certainly the border. So because he is not a conservative, yet he is speaking out about things conservatives are concerned about to a degree, such as China and the border, he's a uniting factor. He can take people from both sides. He can take mainstream Democrats, and he can take Republicans. He can even take, to a degree, conservatives, even though he's not a conservative. He's not. They're they're taking that train, <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because they're interviewing the sheriff, and he's he's sharing how how in the world they're taking these trains and they're hijacking them, and they're ta- there's two of them that cross over into that into that area. Uh, Jacob, you worked in trains before. How easy is it to take over, uh, you know, trains like that? It is and, not easy. Yeah, if you don't understand the signal systems. It is not easy. Driving a train is easy is as easy as driving a car. Stopping a train and, and spotting it, that that <laughs> is a skill. Air braking is an acquired skill. Even with even though it's more advanced, you have electronic air braking now, it's still a skill. You have cab signals now, but it's still a skill. It's not all that easy. But that shows me that they have people who know how to do it working for the uh traffickers. That's what I was that's what I was saying. Go ahead. Yeah, that's I was going to say, look, they they it's not hard, like he says, to go a train. They're always running. All you do is pull the, you know, release the brakes and pull the throttle back and it starts. But like you said, but, you know, you can't get out on those main lines without having right of passage or you could end up with a total disaster. So they're being helped. Wow, so the Mexican government, the cartel, everybody's getting paid somewhere, you know, and that the the country is corrupt with uh, cartels and the drug money and, and fentanyl money, everything else. So they're I'm sure it's not that hard. Like Jacob, Jacob believes there's somebody there working with him. I, a retired engineer would make a good uh, a good one to get, you know. And yeah, that's really interesting. Master, yeah. yeah. That's the interesting part because they're talking about the trains, which, you know, we consider the fact that people go through the border. Obviously, they're walking through it. Yeah. Uh, but then the train, we've seen videos of the trains. It's train loads. Yeah. And I'm thinking is how did they get the trains? How did they hijack them? But obviously, somebody's helping them. Some, yeah, they're being helped the whole way. You know, even when as soon as an immigrant comes from Nicaragua or any other country, they're given a pass. By yeah. Mexico, they have free access to all of Mexico and transportation, everything. So that allows them to go and get to the border. 
Uh, I don't know how America will handle 10 million illegal immigrants in two years when Biden is finished. Yeah. Now, the Border Patrol is having trouble in the north, of course, from Canada, yeah. from the south. Uh, New York City gets it from both ways. And not only New, uh, uh, from the southern border going up to New York, but also the, the northern border going into New York. And um, they're gearing up to pay a billion dollars just on hotels over the next three years, 12 billion for the whole entire package. Uh, Adam says, no way, no New York City. We're not a sanctuary city, but he can't stop what he, he just started. Senator, he can't move the goalpost. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but they are sending people to the border from New York with handouts in Spanish and other languages saying, don't come here. You're not going to be better off. You're better off somewhere else. Not that I think that's going to work. You know, you, it's hard to convince somebody with a piece of paper saying you ain't going to be well off here when they think they already think of America if they're coming for for opportunity that this is the golden land. Well, yeah. now it's more like the tarnished land. Hmm. There's two other factors that have to be taken into consideration. Again, when you look at it geopolitically, the first is the Hong Kong Macau Vancouver gateway. You have a gateway of people out of China, people trying to leave China because its economy is in more serious, serious. trouble. Serious trouble. Yeah, you're looking at at at, at, at default at, at at insolvency of the biggest real estate developers in the world. Um, okay, so you've got this exodus of, of people out of China, but the gateway into North America for China after Hong Kong was handed back by the British became Vancouver. Vancouver mm. has a humongous Chinese population. You've got people coming from Macau and Hong Kong. If people from mainland China can get into the special administrative regions, as they call them, Hong Kong, Macau, SAR, make their way to Vancouver where many of them have relatives, it's easy to get across the Canadian border. The Canadian border is, much of it is an unsecured border, unlike the Mexican border is semi-secured. The Canadian border is, most of it's not secured at all, really, in comparison. Alaska, right. Alaska you can just walk into Alaska from Canada, no problem. <laughs> um, you know, what are you going to do? Um, that is another threat. The northern border and the, and the past the Chinese superhighway from Hong Kong into Vancouver. That's not being reported. Second mm. thing that's not being reported is, or not being observed, is most of Europe, China, Japan, South Korea, all of them except India, all except India, have a depopulation crisis demographically. All of them. And it's going to have long-term repercussions, or even medium-term repercussions, economically for America's competitors. In Europe, Germany, Britain, China, Japan, South Korea, United States, apart from India, has the opposite problem. India still retains a high birth rate. United States has a high immigration rate, albeit much of it illegal. So we have the opposite problem as our competitors. This could be a long-term advantage had those people be, be in entering legally. Had right. they been given green cards, had they been processed, had they been awarded the entry rights based on education, skills, experience, capital investment, had they entered the country legally on a merit system, that could have been to our advantage. But what they're doing is importing everything from terrorists to human traffickers 
to prostitutes, to child prostitutes, to, to fentanyl. That is their part. That is the policies of the Democratic Party. Yep, but pretty much what they're going to do if uh, if if they we get a Democratic president the next election and a Congress or something, they'll just pass the law, give them all the amnesty, and that should pretty much finish America. You know, we've done that three times, this amnesty garbage. Right. Reagan did it, and it's never worked, and it's never going to. Oh, it just means more people will come thinking they it's can get more it. incentive to more illegal immigration. Yeah, you can just throw a blanket over the whole thing. One act of Congress and a signature by a, a, a president, and yep. they're all legal. The other thing is they want to break states like Texas with illegal immigrants and give them the right to vote so they can turn That's them right. Blue. They'd be That's on the pathway to voting. That's right. And then they could, if they had their own Congress and Senate and a president, they could make a quicker pathway to residency and voting. Yep. That's right. Jacob, in your native New York, uh, residents of uh, Staten Islands were trying to block the migrants coming into their uh, to their area, into their hotels, into their homes that are being, being given for free by the government. Those people that were blocking and saying, "No, we don't want to. We don't want to lose our homes. We don't want to lose our hotels." Were arrested for blocking the buses from coming in. Is this the government arresting its own citizens? And, I saw and, a clip of a 95-year-old World War II combat veteran in a wheelchair having been given six weeks to get out of a nursing home. Unbelievable. In order, in order to give it to somebody who's entered the country illegally, who's committed a criminal act with no right to be in America. And this 95-year-old World War II combat veteran in a wheelchair is being kicked out. And I blame Adams. No matter what he said, he was pro-illegal immigration <laughs> refuge city now he can't backpedal he did this he's done you know there's a good incentive for them to kick these people out because like if you're paying rent okay or if you're renting a room as a tourist you pay a lot of taxes to the city and to the government and everything but the government if it's giving money it doesn't pay taxes (laughs) more than likely these guys won't have to pay the corporation's profits should go up with all these immigrants in their rooms you know, because you can't pay taxes to yourself. You know? Yeah, well, this is this encapsulates the whole thing because you, you have Democratic uh, leaders doing this. But look at look at uh, uh, Glitch McConnell. Let's look at Glitch McConnell. He says providing assistance for Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the U.S. number one priority, according to most Republicans. So you see where the priority is. You see, it's not the people. It's not anybody here. It's not anybody in, in the United States that's a resident or citizen. It is those who, obviously, Ukraine, another border, uh, no border here, let everybody in, and it's causing tremendous problems. But that's the policy of both parties, it's seemingly. But yeah. here's a bigger picture for me. This is, of course, done purposely. This is Soros' no border policy. This is the the global vision, the open border society. Uh, and so the problem with society now in the United States is now you have citizens and residents from different races going against those who are coming in. So it's creating a class class warfare, race warfare. It's destroying society because then then people become angry at those who are coming in, and the ones who are coming in are angry at those who are. Uh, already here and then now you have riots you have problems in cities you have and of course you know the republicans are saying that's not our concern well what do you expect from them but just look at what elon musk did 
He was talking to Hispanic American members of Congress. He was talking <laughs> to Hispanic American border patrol agents. Um, you know, Los Pochos. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're trying to make this an ethnic racial issue when in fact Hispanic Americans are as opposed to it as anybody else is. I know. The media is more, but you know, ABC, NBC, and CBS, and CNN, and and the Washington Compost, and New York Slimes are quite happy to do what they always do, do what they do best, lie. Well, the thing with Musk is he always says he's better than a politician because he says a lot of things to a lot of people to bring them in. And many times people hear what they want to hear out of Musk. You know, he says something for these guys, something for this guys, these guys. You know that that's he's built quite a coalition and quite a powerful personality. It, it is quite interesting. Plus, he milks the government for all his all this oh, got a lot of incentives on funds funding. <laughs> yeah, he does. Now, uh, of course, we we got the problem with immigration, the, uh, the broken borders. But what about the cities, uh, large cities, large democratic cities? Here's one example: riots in Philadelphia. After a policeman, murder charges were dropped by a judge saying there's no evidence, there's lack of evidence. Youth mobs, riots into Philadelphia. Another George Floyd incident, pretty much. Igniting another race warfare because the police was white, uh, is white. Then the mob started. And then the BLM gets involved, right? And then some some lady named Meatball uh, enticing, you know, I don't know. Jay, what was she saying? Everybody's got a... Everybody's Everybody gotta, needs an iPhone. Everybody yeah. needs uh, an iPad. Watch. Everybody needs to get something to drink. <laughs> food, uh, man. So and, and, they and, told them get the food, and they robbed the liquor store. That it's not any indignation about the cop having shot this guy who was a criminal anyway. It is. It's not about that. It's just an excuse to excuse steal. That's, That's right. right. That's right. What, what when a When you have a prosecutor like Creston. A, a Soros-funded funded prosecutor like Krasner. Um, again, another left-wing Jew like Wolf. Um, what do you expect when you have a pro-crime district attorney? Yeah, the media is very quiet about this, but I, I, she's out of jail already. This, this one that was in, 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 inciting riots, and uh, you know they they, they ride at Lululemon, Foot Locker, Apple stores, liquor stores. Uh, she's out of jail. She has a court. A court date, but you know, obviously the DA is going to step in, and it's definitely a possibility with a source from the DA. So uh, that's Philadelphia. That's here in the U.S. Let's not be guilty of just talking about the U.S. What about Sweden, Jacob? You talked about Sweden, fifth, two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. You talking about I Malcolm. talked about Sweden thirty years ago with their left wing policies. It's come home to roost. It shows you what left-wing socialist, social democrat, as they call it, policies will do. If you want to know the way the U.S. is going, look at what's happened in Sweden and Norway. Look at what's happened in those countries in terms of the economic impact. Because it has oil and a low population, Norway has escaped a lot of it. But Sweden has not. Olaf Palm, their left-wing prime minister, was assassinated. We thought that only happened in America with JFK. That shouldn't happen in Sweden. Well, wake up, Sweden. It happened in Sweden. Olaf Palma, who I didn't like or respect, was shot dead on the streets of Stockholm. I've been to Malmo twice. The 
Muslim gangs have taken over most of that city. There are no-go areas in a Swedish city because of Muslim gangs, because of their open policy of immigration. Now, they're wanting to change their laws in an emergency situation to allow the to use the military to, to augment the police just to stop the crime. But what kind of crime? Every day there are shootings in Sweden. Who thinks gun control, where you have gun control in Sweden, who thinks gun control is going to stop gun crime? Who <laughs> now, now here's, here's something very interesting demographically. As, we, as I said earlier, China, Germany, Britain, Holland, Korea, Japan are all in demographic decline in terms of population and birth rate. The two countries in Europe, the two countries in Europe who are not in decline because of the birth rate demographically are France and Sweden. Why? Because of mass Islamic immigration. <laughs> so the population of French people is declining and the population of Swedish people are declining. They're being replaced by Islamization demographically. This yeah, is what's and these gangs are notorious in Sweden. Yeah, this is Daniel chapter eleven all over yes, again. Absolutely. You mentioned it. Yeah. Now I have Swe been to Malmo twice. I've been to yeah. Sweden. I've been I've been to Stockholm a, a couple of times, but I've been to Malmo. It is unbelievable what's become of that city. There's and a lot of Jews in that. The stupidity of, of of liberalism, of 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 of, of, of being a, of socialism. That was a model for Obama's administration, remember? Yeah, that said, was the model. We have to be benevolent like the Scandinavian countries. Well, look what's happened in the Scandinavian countries. People are getting shot dead every day in Sweden. The same as being shot dead every day in Philadelphia and Baltimore and Detroit and Chicago. Riots, rapes, violence, Stockholm, Malmo. Uh, at one point, Malmo had a great amount of Jewish uh, Jewish population there. Yeah. It was one of the biggest ones in, in, in Europe. Now, the Prime Minister, Ulf Christensen, emergency talks with the chief Swedish of uh, this, the, the armed forces, the Swedish armed forces. No other country in Europe, he says, is having this kind of problems. And he blamed, and listen to this, Jacob, this is very interesting, at the heart of the issue. Ulf Christensen, at least maybe he's telling the truth. Multiculturalism doesn't work. The integration of migrants like this don't work. I mean, he might be called a racist by, by the Democratic Party here. Uh, now, the government said, well, they need more sports. They need more facilities to play Bar soccer and ping pong. This is garbage. <laughs> this is garbage. You know what? They did that in Northern Ireland. They did say they? we can stop violence by building more sports centers and community centers. Every two blocks has a big swimming pool and a sports center in Belfast. Did it stop people from getting shot every day? No, it did not. This mm. is just nonsense. This is like these morons in America. Uh, who say we're going to defund the police and spend more money on social services as a way to fight crime. Well, that's not going to work. And it's not going to work in Sweden. It just does not work. Multiculturalism. All they're doing is creating Islamic ghettos. They're creating little Moroccos and little Algerias and little Syrias. They're creating little Muslim states within, within their own country. Yeah, like an enclave, yeah. Bandler and Paris. Paris yeah. is surrounded by a Islamic enclave, uh, by a little Morocco, by a little Algeria. Paris is surrounded. It's called the Bandler. Paris is surrounded by one. 
um, where they had three weeks of riots once, and billions of dollars in damages of rioting and burning. These people will not assimilate into French culture. They will not assimilate into Swedish culture. Jacob, you live in the UK. There's parts of the UK that that are largely, I mean, it looks like Londonistan in some areas. It some looks areas like- London, certainly Birmingham, major areas of Manchester and Bradford is horrible. Glasgow, in Creek, Glasgow also. Really? Glasgow? Dublin, Ireland. Dublin, Ireland. Because of the EU, they've imported all of these Muslim immigrants. More swimming in every day. I know the birth rate of a lot of these countries is spiraling down. Japan, we can talk about Japan all day. China's having a big problem. South Korea is a big problem. And uh, and Europe has a big problem in terms of replacement. Uh, You know, it's under, I think it's 1.4, 1.3, I think it is in Germany. It's very low. Uh, but that's how they're replacing the population that they don't have because they kill their kids. They, they, they don't have any, uh, they don't, um, it, it's less than two kids, you know, obviously can have 1.5 kids or something like that, but you get the idea. It's an average. Uh, Islamic immigration is huge. The birth rate is huge. It's illegal Islamic immigration. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, of course, they're having economic problems, but none bigger than China. Jacob, talk real quick about Evergrande, Country Garden. I mean, it's about to blow. Put it that way. It's about to blow. I mean, it in, a, in an explosive terms, but in terms of the economy. These companies are insolvent. What you're looking at now is the risk of dissolution, of dissolution of the companies, where people have paid, people have paid fortunes for apartments that have not been built yet. Are they going to get their money back? The founder of Evergrande was arrested the day before yesterday. He was arrested. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and, and in China, he's facing a potential capital execution. Whoa. What did um, he do? They're blaming him for corruption and taking bribes and causing this mess. The party will always protect the party and find somebody else to blame, even though it's the policies of the party that either caused it or allowed it to happen. But the party will protect the party. So they, they, they'll, they'll take, they, they've done it before. They've taken CEOs of corporations and shot them. Wow. This is, uh, uh, we, we got a comment here that I think is very important, Jacob, as, you're, as people are watching and listening, and we have over 500 people watching live. Uh, this is a comment from Sweden. I know a Christian who fled to Lebanon who emphatically warned Swedes for being extremely gullible. And this is the immigration that will cause many problems from now on. Yes, uh, money more problems than now. Another one says, uh, "I know a Christian who fled to Iran. He warned me about Islam and how it cannot be trusted." I, I, I guess the point is, Sweden's uh, Swedish uh, people can be very gullible when it comes to Islam and multiculturalism. That's how they got it in. Correct. What do you expect from liberals? And yeah, this is this is of course the model of uh, this is the model of uh, Obama and the Progressive Party here. Uh, Correct. China is a, it's a it's a big problem in Europe. It's a big problem in China economically. The EU is in trouble. China's in trouble. We're, we're, are you are you logging out right now, Jacob? Are you checking out? I'm in trouble. We're, we we just passed our checkout time, and no I've got to catch a flight with David. We yeah, get in, yeah, get in. Yeah, get in the car. Get in the car. You'll take the questions in the car. So if I can, yes. Yeah, it'll be a fun. Jacob on the road taking questions. All right, Jacob. All right. Sign God up for bless. We'll Catch you in a bit if we can. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's go back to Jay. Jay, any thoughts on the the illegal immigration in the U.S., illegal immigration in Europe? 
the problems going on in Sweden. Uh, you and I have talked about some of this stuff, and obviously we're in Southern California. It's not too far from here. Border's not too far from here. You could see it, um, you know, some of the demographics in some of the cities, but you go to Dearborn, Michigan. You go to Minnesota, uh, the, the district for uh, Omar, the, the congresswoman. It is literally a Muslim city. These are Muslim uh, enclaves. That, but they've been on for a long time. All around the world, there's chaos, there's turmoil, there's there's um, violence, there's looting, and the number one the number one priority for the government is is the war in Ukraine. The whole world could be burning around them, but until people start actually going to their houses and looting their houses, mm. the problem will never really be in their mind. If a p people show up on on the Capitol building and protest or go into the Capitol, then it's the number one priority to take care of those people. But if they go to your stores, they go to your uh, communities and they burn and they pillage, it's not their problem. Their number one priority is somewhere where they're making money. It's the same thing with immigration. Immigration, the people in charge are making money by this immigration. And the people in the South that are sending these people are getting rid of their economic problems and importing them to the first world. This is this is the sad truth. They are literally it's it's a circle of money where everybody's getting fed and everybody's getting their bank account just you know, more money rolling in for them to, to do whatever they want. And meanwhile, they have to use the idiot box, the media, to say, no, 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 focus, focus in on, on Russia and Ukraine. That, that's the most important problem of our time. No, it's the chaos next to you, which is the most important thing right now. Yeah, it is unbelievable how they've been bamboozled. American people, Sweden, uh, in Sweden and Europe, bamboozled to the degree that, obviously, as a Christian, you see this and you go... Well, society is in really bad shape because they're godless. It is a godless society, as, as God told uh, Israel, that he, because of their godlessness, that they once were godly. And the UK and the US and Australia and some of these places were uh, one-time godly nations in terms of South Africa, obviously, where the gospel thrived and, ex and was exported to the world. Uh, now these nations are so ungodly. God said to Israel, I'm going to bring another nation and they're going to conquer you. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, there's prophetic meaning in terms of the exile and Jeremiah's prophecies, but it, it, it's a principle that God brings judgment upon societies. Romans 1, we see the example of Samaria, the example of Judah, and ultimately, you see examples of history. Look what happened to Rome. Yeah. There's, there's two forms of multiculturalism, okay? There's one that is ordained by God. We all have the foundation of Jesus, we all have the foundation of the Word of God. That can unite mankind. That can That's make right. brothers and sisters out of everyone. Now you have the other fake, satanic, <laughs> modern, secular version of the reversing of the Tower of Babel. Multiculturalism right. that allows people to retain their ungodly, satanic, sinful ways and to be just as valuable in in their evil yeah. in, in a community 
And that's that's yeah. what your government promotes. Yeah, because multiculturalism, it also includes interfaith. It does. Every faith, every faith is important. Every faith is equal. Every faith, you know, you can have paganism, Christianity, uh, Islam, which is about the same thing, every other religion. And, and they're, they're equal. They're valuable. They need to be practiced and they need to be taught. But if one religion, of course, this would be Christianity, gets out of hand because they're so exclusive, then you need to nail it down. You need to hammer it away. And and those you named all very you know let's let's call them vanilla religions. They've gone one step further. Now they want Crowleyan Satanism to be recognized oh. as mainstream. They let's talk want about for a minute. yeah. Let's they, talk about that for a minute. Yeah. They, that's what that's what this is all going to. They're using people like Abramovic. They're using people like celebrities to promote this Satanism amongst your kids. And and, and yeah, dime a dozen, Jay, a dime a dozen of these celebrities, musicians, movie stars, sports stars. And it's overwhelming now because these people are absolutely, I mean, they they don't hide it anymore. The music, the songs, the movies, the the outfits, the attire, the the paraphernalia, it is occult. It is satanic. And they all promote the same thing, abortion, homosexuality. I had a person one time came to the church and was mad at me because I, I made the connection. Look at all the LGBT promoting the occult. Why is the occult promoting abortion and LGBT? Do you see the connection? Well, apparently a family member of his was uh, uh, struggling in that lifestyle and didn't really want to come to that conclusion that uh, his I think granddaughter or, or, or I think it was granddaughter uh, was being influenced by the occult, you know, and I was open about it with them. And, but it, it didn't matter. They, they got upset, but you see, now you have the uh, what satanic temple openly telling you promotion of abortion is a right r-i-t-e oh they're giving their children uh, satanic uh, uh lucifer happy hour let's let's have the satan club in your school Ugh. in public schools i mean yeah. again the people they're trying to go after are children yeah they know that the adults has have enough discernment to realize that this, this is, is evil. Yeah. But kids? Oh no, that they will go after those kids with all all their might to turn yeah. them over to to their persuasion. Yeah, normalizing. Uh Dave, I'm going to ask you something real quick and uh um, you don't have to go into too much detail in in in, in terms of a uh, personal it was, but as a young person, you saw this occult thing coming into young kids and affecting a lot of young kids your age at that time in Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I got involved in the occult as a teen myself too. Uh, um, <clears throat> it's only got prog- progressively worse. It's kind of like back when I was a um, teen, it, it was pretty tame compared to what it is now. It's kind of like um, it's mind-boggling now. So uh, I really do. It's something I do feel very strongly about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the perversion of Disney is a good example how basically oh, Disney infiltrated now. And that was kind of like, a, uh, yeah. it was kind of like considered safe, you know, back when I was at least a teen. But now they're the, probably one of the number one purveyors of perversion to children, you know, worldwide. Yeah, and they even stifle anybody that even talks about 
the opposite. If you want to promote wholesome things, if you want to protect children, if you want to fight for children and education of children, and and, and obviously, yeah, the they'll put you on a terrorist watch list. <laughs> they would, unbelievable. Yeah, take it back. Um, the total purge of um, conservatives and Christians from the Disney company. They've really made life difficult. Um, they've either had to keep their faith, um, keep a lid on their faith, or they've basically been purged out of the company. Uh, the reason you're ending up with trash like the uh, the upcoming new Snow White film, which <laughs> what I've seen of it looks like it's going to be their worst flop ever. Um, it belongs in the garbage. It should never have been passed. But the thing is, people in the meeting rooms couldn't even speak out and disagree with it, uh, about oh. the uh, story elements being proposed. If you were to speak up, you would be basically bullied, harassed, uh, your life would become unbearable. So they just say yes to every sort of woke idea that gets pushed. Yeah, and this is exactly right. Well, we want to uh, thank you guys and welcome everyone who's watching live right now. And uh, we're catching up with Jacob. We're going through uh, the part of catching up that we can be on YouTube and Facebook Live, plus the other platforms. But uh, we're going to be uh, jumping over on our backstage and taking questions uh, so if you want to ask those questions, send them over to Rumble. Get on Rumble, send them to uh, Davey. They'll funnel back to me, and then we'll be able to ask questions for Jacob as, we, uh, as we're winding down the topics, and we're going to be taking questions on backstage. So you want to get off of YouTube and Facebook Live and jump over to Rumble, Morial.tv, of course, MorialTV.org, and uh, also Telegram and Vimeo. We're still on there and uh watch the backstage and the questions that uh we're going to be asking jacob so uh jacob we're going to be jumping over to backstage any final thoughts on the topics we discuss here we're going to be taking questions only on backstage but uh, we talked about a lot of things from feinstein to musk to the rebuilding of the wall to malmo and sweden to the problems of multiculturalism ultimately daniel 11 comes into mind daniel 2 about the clay not adhering with the iron uh, but summarize all this in terms of uh, what we talked about and where your thoughts are on this. Well, as always, we know that the constellation of world events and the way they're evolving internationally is definitely portends the return of Jesus. We know that. We know the times are coming. My concern is always the state of the church. People who are either ignoring these things or believing the word faith and ecumenical lies or who are caught up in, in dominionism, kingdom now theology, or those who who are, believe in the myth of pre-tribulationism. We need a church that understands the time in which we live, just like the men of Issachar. They understood the times. We need to pray that the Lord will give us pastors, leaders, or like the men of Issachar, who understand the times and will stop giving attention to false teachers and false prophets and predictors of of the things that don't happen, like like just this past week, we saw what happened with J.D. Farrag and others with the setting again. And now J.D. Farrag has had the audacity to say that Christians who are troubled by his fooling around with dates and saying he's going to be raptured by the 25th by faith of September, Lacks pays attention to a crackpot and a proven fool. Now, that's the state of the church. When crackpots like him are tolerated, who need to be removed from the pulpit, 
um, the, 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 the false teachers Jesus warned against. Well, if that's the state of the church, that's the situation. My concern primarily is for the state of the body of Christ. Yes, I love America and I love Britain and I'm concerned for Canada and Australia and these countries and New Zealand. That's true. And South Africa, of course I am. But first and foremostly is the state of the body of Christ. And it's not in very good shape. It really isn't. This is my concern. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Jacob. Thank you. And uh, we need more preachers of righteousness. And, and you're absolutely Amen. right. Of righteousness. And, and, and may God do something in Israel. You know, may there be a move of God's spirit among the Jews and Arabs in Israel. Lord. Please, Lord. Amen. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it another time, Jacob, but you brought up a really important point. It's about Tikkun and the NAR in Israel, which is just really yes. ravishing the churches there. And, and there's a lot to Dangerous be said people. There. There's a lot to be said there. All right. Well, Jacob, we're going to jump over to backstage. Hang on there. Don't go anywhere while well, you, you are moving. So and uh, we're going to jump over to backstage and take some questions. So God bless you guys. Uh, those who've been watching live, especially on YouTube and Facebook, you need to jump over to the other ones, Morial.tv. If you want to ask questions, more uh, Rumble, uh, MorialTV.org and the other ones. And uh, we'll be asking Jacob. He he will be on the road, but uh, also as answering these uh, these tough questions. Put him on the hot seat. And um, we'll see you guys in a minute. So thank you guys for watching. Jump over to Rumble and the other the other platforms, and we'll see you in just a couple of minutes on backstage. Oh, we're clear. All right. Welcome to Backstage, the part of the program where uh, the tech overlords won't be able to touch us, won't be able to uh, uh, deal with us as they would like to. And we can talk about those things. And and, and specifically, we're dealing with questions today for Jacob Prash on the road. Uh, Jacob, you are driving along and uh, we've got a good signal right now. So we'll take advantage of that. We'll jump right into the questions. Here's the first one. Jacob Prash, I have a friend questioning if Paul was a real apostle. Any advice or resources for him? Yeah, well, first of all, the 12 apostles, we certainly do not contest. If you go to Peter's epistle, Peter recognizes and endorses the ministry of Paul. So if Peter, who had not primacy in the Roman Catholic sense, but certainly was a chief apostle, um, endorses the ministry of Paul, Who's right, him or Peter? Additionally, the Holy Spirit inspired that endorsement to be included in the canon of the New Testament. So God can't be wrong, um, and 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 Peter Peter wasn't wrong. That is the simplest answer. I could go into other things, but that alone should dismiss any reasonable question. Very good. All right. Uh, any uh, any other research that uh, maybe you can uh, a book that you you like that can explain it a little bit further. Well, the book of Acts um, was in, written written by Luke, and Acts is not just about Paul. It's about all the apostles, and Very it good. shows that in the early church, Paul was considered to be an apostle, along with Barnabas. There's no question. So the book of Acts speaks for itself. Yep. Okay. Very good. So there you have it. Read your Bibles and uh, and, and and hear the explanation on it. Revelation 12.1. I'll read it. 
A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. Jacob Prass, can you explain that particular verse? We deal with that in some of our books. First of all, it draws in part on the imagery of the vision of Joseph of the woman with his brothers bowing down to him. It, it in part goes back to Genesis with Joseph. I think maybe it's 24. I forget the chapter offhand, but it's it's that area of the book of Genesis. Um, to understand the first verses of Revelation 12, we go back to 7. The dragon before the woman, and it has the seven horns specifically mentioned. So the background is, first of all, in Venice, but secondly, it's Daniel chapter 7. And it's Israel prior to the rapture. What that chapter does is change on Moriel itself of a Oh, we got Jacob dropped off. Uh, Jay, any thoughts on Revelation 12.1? Uh, I'll give you my thoughts on it, but I don't think people are interested in what I think about it. But what do you think, Jay? I think we should go with your thoughts on it. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I think Jacob was trying to describe the fact that in uh, in the book of Genesis, this is explained. Obviously, Revelation and Genesis are, are very much correlated. You have the dragon, you have the woman, just like in book of Genesis. It was the serpent who was there. And actually, Revelation 12 talks about the, the serpent, the dragon, who is the devil. And Oh, Jacob rushes back. Well... Oh, we've lost the connection for a moment. Yeah, um, you got so it. Go on. It's not going to be turned into Christ. We explain how it's a pressure interpretation of the nativity narrative. What Revelation 12 does is it takes the nativity, particularly from Luke, but also Matthew, but particularly from Luke, of Herod trying to kill Jesus coming out of Mary so he could keep power. And when he fails to do that, and when Jesus is rescued, Herod kills the other babies in Bethlehem. You see the same pattern in Revelation 12. The dragon wants to kill the man-child coming out of the woman. When the baby is rescued, the man-child is rescued, he makes war against the woman and the rest of her offspring. Now, this, very briefly, I can't do it a little, I have to point you to the teachings I've directed you to, shows that when the church is rescued, raptured, the Harpezo takes place, Antichrist is going to go after Israel and the Jews after the woman and the rest of her offspring, the people who are left here, um, the unraptured people professing to be Christians. That is what it's about as as a whole, comprehensively. But chapter 12, verse 1 itself, draws on the vision of Joseph and then harkens back to Daniel 7. That's Very that's nice. the best I can give you in two minutes. Jacob, <laughs> nice. uh, if we could, can we uh, go ahead and kill your picture so we have a clear audio signal coming from you, please? Oh, yeah, that would be a good idea. Thank you, Jay. So just take the video off of it, Jacob, and just go on audio. So we David's not here. I don't know what to do. Take the video off? Yes. Uh, Does that help? Yes. Can you no, go okay. ahead and talk? I'm talking. Okay. Sounds clear. Sounds perfect. Let's go All right, that. Jacob. So just like you're on a phone. Good job. Any idea prophetically where the Russia-Ukraine war is heading? In other words, what's your opinion on how it will culminate? There's no specific scripture addressing it other than in the very broad sense of you'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. And uh, that is as far as you can go. However, anything that affects Europe and the fact that Zelensky is a Jew, um, those do have prophetic aspects to them.
Okay, those the, the, I don't like Zelensky, but the fact that he's a Jew cannot be discounted. Whenever you see a Jew in a position, oh boy, I've got this gone off again. Oh, you're still there, Jacob. Okay, whenever you see this kind of thing happening, uh, when you see a Jew in an important political position, or anything that's affecting the EU or affecting Israel in any way politically, it does have some kind of a prophetic ramification to some degree. But that's as far as we can say at the present moment. Very nice, very nice. Now, yeah. now whether or not the state of Russia is going to feature into a Gog and Magog scenario, for those who push the Gog and Magog scenario very quickly, if anything, the war in Ukraine has politically and militarily crippled Russia for the time being. It has been such a drain on military resource personnel and the economy of Russia that it inhibits Russia's capacity to play a role in any kind of an Ezekiel 37 um, scenario, okay? Um, so it, it very much mitigates against those who take a uh, hyperactive focus on the dry bones, on Ezekiel 37, on Gog and Magog. It tends to make it unlikely in the near term or even in the longer term for the time being because Russia is now diverted. All right. Uh, Jacob, what what now with replacing Feinstein? Who will Newscom replace temporal, replace him as temporal or permanent as a candidate for senator? Uh, Barbara Lee, who's running, Karen Bass, Shirley Weber, I don't know who these people are necessarily, uh, but these are, I would imagine, candidates. Shirley Weber, uh, Holly Mitchell, uh, what are your thoughts? Who will his problem is replace? his problem is incumbency gives an electoral advantage to getting the nomination for the Senate. We have in California, you have um, elections coming up, primary elections to select the candidate of the Democratic Party, and if he appoints somebody who's who's already actively engaged in running, it's going to give them an advantage. So he'll be seen as politically biased or favoring one candidate with the Democratic Party in California. Okay, he's going to alienate the others, and he can alienate himself. The others angry, or to pick her, whatever. That's one aspect. The other aspect is he's like Joe Biden. Um, he is once again, as I've stated, everything the Democrats claim to be against a racist and a sexist appointing somebody to a political position or a, or a judgeship or in anything on the basis of skin color and, and gender is as bad and as bigoted as not appointing somebody simply because of their skin color or gender I'm going to appoint a black woman that is racism and it's sexism you don't appoint people based on gender or race you appoint people based on qualification, experience, and personal integrity. And I, I, again, I reiterate, whoever he picks is going to be somebody who will lack, be deficient in all three of those things. Very good. Uh, concerning Yahweh, Yahweh, the Y-H-V-H, uh, the, the name, there are many occult groups that include the Tetragrammaton symbol, Kabbalah being one of them. Is there evidence that there's a connection to Israel's idol worship back in the day? Bottom Bobby the Tetragrammaton, no. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I suppose the uh, well, I guess side question, Jacob. Why do you think these occult groups use that? Is there some kind of meaning behind what they attribute it to? Well, false religion, cults, the occult will always mimic or imitate scripture in some way. The Book of Mormon tries to imitate the King James Bible. The Quran imitates the Judeo-Christian scriptures. Kabbalah imitates Torah. All false religion is part of its deception. The way Satan hoodwinks people, deceives people, in part, is tries to make the false teaching appear compatible with true teaching, with the Word of God. That's the reason. Got it. Got it. Given that J.D. Farag has presumptuously told his congregation and listeners that they would be raptured on 9-25, September 25th, which is this past Monday, how can prof how can the prophecy community come together, and what would that look like? Unfortunately, the prophecy community, like the Calvary Chapel movement, does not operate on the basis of Scripture. They do not operate on the basis of Christian integrity. They operate on the basis of theocratic politics. Farag will be allowed to continue. Some people will call him out. Most will not. He will continue to get away with it, continue in his cognitive dissonance, and continue to discredit the church, continue to make a public fool of himself, continue to deceive naive and undiscerning Christians. Jesus could not have been more clear. We will not know the day or the hour of his return. Those who speculate about a specific date are false teachers who are to be ignored. Not only is J.D. Farrick a false teacher, he's a personally ignorant man. He's a crackpot. The man is a crackpot. That's what he is. That's all he is, a religious crackpot and a false teacher. People should get away from him. If the Calvary Chapel movement had any integrity, they would do what Chuck Smith did to Lonnie Frisbee and John Wimber and kick them out. They would kick Farag out, but they don't have that integrity anymore. Hmm. I guess you can say a lot of things wrong and prophesy falsely and still be in in the movement as long as you're pre-trib, right, Jacob? Is that what I get out yeah, of Yeah, you get a pass for everything. Got it. How do you answer someone who states that you can't use the Bible to prove or defend the Bible as as they call it, it's circular reasoning. Well, one thing I would do is I would point out the things where there is consensus even among liberal scholars, unbelieving scholars, the people who are not believers but who are academic scholars. There is a consensus among them. If you were to read some of these guys, like E.P. Sanders, who wrote Christ and Palestinian Judaism, there is a consensus that there is historicity, not only to the New Testament and the Gospels, but even to the resurrection. You will find the same in Judaism. Now, it's one thing when conservative evangelicals, so-called, or, or theologians who are regenerated Christians or who profess to be, argue their case. But when liberals or people given to higher criticism affirm the historicity of some of these things, that kind of argumentation goes out the window because the experts who are not believers ascribe credibility to the New Testament in terms of historicity on many points, especially, especially the resurrection. Very good. And um, yeah, the history. We're at the airport now, so I can only take one more question. Okay, I'll take this one. Does anyone dispute the chron 
chronicity chronicity of Matthew 24 or Luke 21. If not, it reads very straightforward and undoes the linchpin of pre-tribulational imminency. It does. The problem is an abortion was performed by John Nelson Darby and other hyper-dispensationalists. It is an abortion that is being perpetuated by people like Andy Wood. These people say that like the Epistle of James, Darby said, or like the Sermon on the Mount, Darby said, that it's not for believers, it's not for the church, it's for unsaved Jews, which is a complete distortion of the text and context, but that's what they teach. And that it is absurd, absurd, that people who are otherwise orthodox in most of their theology, but subscribing to the myth of pre-trib, will take on Darby's ideas. If you ask these same people, do you believe James is not part of the New Testament? They'd say no. Do you believe the Sermon on the Mount is, is for unbelieving Jews? It's not part of the New Testament? They would say no. Well, do you say that Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse, is not for the... They would say yes. They're inconsistent in their hermeneutic. That is one of the problems that pre-tribulationists have. They're lot not consistent, and they subscribe to the false teachings of John Darby, a hyper-dispensationalist. We are at the airport, and I am being dropped off. So <laughs> we will catch good. you next week from Memphis, Lord, uh, from Tennessee, Lord willing. God bless you, Jacob. Thank you for catching up with us. Have a good flight. Blessing, baby. James, God bless. God bless. Safe travels. Thank you. All right. Well, Jacob's on the move. He's on the go. Got to put a GPS system on him. Uh, but he's always faithful to do the episode with us and answer these uh, very important questions. So we do want to thank you for sending those questions. Uh, we had about three left, just about four left. So uh, we'll take them on next week. Uh, but I want to basically thank everyone who watched, not only the uh, the uh, the live uh, version that we are, we're on right now, but also those who are going to watch later, our edited version. And we appreciate you supporting, praying, encouraging uh, Moriel and other believers, lots of missionaries uh, are so thankful that you guys watch and you guys contribute and you guys help. And we want to thank you guys for watching and um, and praying for Jacob, David, and the rest of the group. So, uh, Jay, close us out. Final words. We talked about a lot of things uh, as usual, uh, but we want to always bring it together and bring in uh, not just the news. You can always catch the news on your own. But from a biblical perspective and putting it all together in the context of a Christian life who has a family, a job, uh, goes to church, have a church life, and how to live in an ungodly world and being called to be salt and light. Go ahead, Jay. Well, if we were to take what the uh, the media is trying to feed us, if we try to take what the world is feeding us, we are a helpless minority that is going to be destroyed by them because they are big and powerful and we are weak and strong. But that is the exact opposite of what the truth is. The truth is, the person that is behind and in forward is Christ himself. And he is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And we have nothing to fear from this world or any other because he has already won the victory for us. And so, the only thing we are left to do in this world where we are ambassadors is to proclaim the truth that Jesus is the victory for anyone that accepts him. That anyone that bows his knee now will not have to bow in fear later. So I encourage my brothers and sisters all around the world, 
There are people around you hurting. There are people around you that are desperate. They're, they're on their last leg. They're looking at that edge and they're looking down and they have nowhere to go. You've been placed near to them to tell them about Jesus. And it's amazing because last night uh, I talked with a, a brother here and I was feeling discouraged. And uh, he told me this very simple truth. Never try to guess or second guess how you're doing the work. Just do the work and let God take care of the rest. It's Amen. not it's not an instant thing when, when we minister to others. It's it's a turning, not a turn. It's not singular. It's it's a process. So mm -hmm. if there's people around you that you've been trying to disciple, continue to disciple. Continue to share the love of Jesus with them. Amen. Well, very, very good, Jay. Thank you so much. You encourage me now. And I appreciate that. And uh, by God's grace, you do us so well. Thank you, Davey, for being with us and making it happen and encouraging those online. And uh, we, we thank you so much. I really do. We really appreciate you guys doing uh, the work here behind the scenes. You guys, we couldn't do it. It wasn't for Jay, Davey, and of course, those who watch, those who pray, those who are getting and are involved and engaged in the chats. Uh, we had a good amount of people today and uh, we always uh, everly, ever, ever so thank the Lord. Uh, the increasing of people that get involved and want to chat and want to bring not only questions, but comments. Those are very good. We don't have all the answers, but the body of Christ does. And if we work together in bringing Christ's honor and uh, edifying one another, then there will be that glory that God wants to shine through us. So we appreciate you, Jay, Davey, those who are watching, those who watch later. God bless you and continue to preach Jesus. He's coming soon. Make it about Jesus. Make your life seven days about Jesus, not only his truth, his righteousness, his love, uh, the reality of Christ, but going out there into the world as Jay encouraged you and uh, and, and be Christ-like in a fallen world. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Clear. All right, Jay. Great job, David.